Well, 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 Tromedy, PPP people out there, how's everybody, DD doing? You know what's happening? The world is falling down around us, and if it weren't for the fact that Uncle Ken is your voice of reason, uh, you would be covering up in the avalanche with an umbrella. But thankfully, you've got me to talk some sense to you, calm you down and get you through this storm of uh, public panic, chaos, and uh, destruction. Uh, you can find us at TraumedyPodcast.com, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Radio, and wherever you enjoy your podcasting sites. And uh, this is about the third attempt I've had for this one. Tell your friends and family that, you know, if you're at all concerned about the world coming to an abrupt end, they better listen to this episode and realize everybody's on the same page, but everyone's being told a different story. So um, that, that's where I'm at right now. How's everybody holding up right now? Yeah, like I said, I've tried to do this three, three times in the past, and each time I do, I come out sounding one way or another way, and I don't know, again, this podcast is supposed to be reasonable inclusive, sensible, intelligent, and at times, at times, uh, emotions can run hot, and I don't think that that's doing anyone any good, and aside from that, it's more or less somebody throwing a temper tantrum on one end, and I don't want to do that, I want to be sensible And truly look at the facts, look at the statistics, look at the way the world is, and try and find a solution. I hope that's what most people are trying to do. And I I will say this. I believe wholeheartedly that most, most, most people, almost all of U.S. citizens, people living here, share these same beliefs, but it's a silent majority, and it's not getting pushed because it's not salacious enough to hit the evening news and social media, and therefore, it's as if we don't exist. Well, let's get down to it. How's your COVID life going right now? How are you holding up? Everybody healthy? Got some family members that have caught COVID so far? Any of you get pretty sick? Any of you die? I'm truly sorry if that's the case. I've been lucky enough to run on a dozen people thus far that have corona and not had a, any of them fatal. I <clears throat> can't say that that's the case for everybody. Of course it's not. And we know that people that are having some comorbid issues like obesity, respiratory issues, elderly, immune deficient, are not going to fare as well as the, the group that we are now, young adults or children even. And I, uh, I'm sorry that you don't fare as well. The question about whether or not to stay quarantined I think comes down to some pretty basic concepts about this. Let's be smart. 
and let's be safe when we venture out into public. Uh, regardless of human rights, you can still be courteous and still be safe when you conduct your everyday lifestyle. You can do safe things. And you can do it, let's be honest, for the courtesy of your fellow person that you run into on the street. It's not too much to ask. Just wear the damn mask. That should be the slogan. It really should. Uh, you know, I always say that this is a human rights issue or this is a, you know, is that what it is? Is it a human rights issue? Is it? I always got on people uh, that were the no-vaxxers and said, how dare you tell somebody to do something with their bodies that's potentially detrimental? Um, and when we get down to some people are making that same thing here. Well, are you, why are you telling somebody to wear protective clothing if they don't want to? Because it might you might spread something to them, you know, but that's not their fault. And you shouldn't be your health is your own prerogative is that thought process. And um, and I've always said with vaccines, well, that's true up to a certain point that, uh, yeah, it is your life and your health until you come into contact with another individual. OK. And then if you are carrying something. You could potentially pass that on to somebody else and you could harm them. Therefore, no, when you are living in a social environment, you have to make sacrifices for society to work better. And I think that's a huge concept that we have forgotten. We've forgotten in this country or in this society or in this frickin um, generation. I don't know, but. Um, there's a there's a certain amount of sacrifice to be made in order for the everybody needs to make one way or another to a greater or lesser degree in order for this to run smoothly. So if you have decided that you are going to opt into the social life with other humans, you got to protect them. And sometimes that means getting vaccinated. Right. OK. And I've always said that now people go, but now look, it's a human right not to wear a mask. No, it's not. If you're going into a public domain, if you're going in to meet with other people, wear a mask. What is the problem? Are you, are you seriously that staunch and stubborn? I, I don't see it. It is a nothing. It's a nothing courtesy. Even if it is doing nothing, who cares? Just wear it. Let people's anxiety wane. And let's get this damn shit running again. Huh? What do you guys say we get society back on track? Because last I checked, we had a pretty good system in December and January. We're talking unemployment down to numbers we haven't seen like ever in this country. Um, financial success that, holy crap, why are we in putting ourselves through this? 
if it takes us wearing a mask, wear a mask. Okay. And again, I'm not, now I'm coming off sounding facetious, but I'm not saying, I, I, I'm not saying anything that's controversial. Again, the silent majority all feels this way. The silent majority goes, yeah, fine. What do you need? A mask? Yeah, that's not a problem. I'll put that on. I like this kid rolling around. Oh, by the way, I don't even have a mask. How you doing, buddy? I put my shirt up completely. <laughs> oh, here's one. Okay. Put the mask on and just get on with it. Okay. Also, if you're at risk for catching the disease, if you're at risk for having a particularly malignant bout of it, if you if you can catch it and die, in other words, if you know that you have risk factors, well, what do you think? What is the smart thing to do? Again, you know, what, what's, what's the smart move? Don't go outside if you don't need to. Get somebody else to help you out if you can't do it. If you can't get something done, well, then contact emergency services for that. We'll set you up with things and ways to get groceries. Um, there, you're not the only one going through that. This country has plenty of ways for you to get what's needed uh, in order for you to live quite comfortably. But if you are going out to the grocery store and you've decided that it's worth it, then wear a mask that's going to protect you. Stay away from people, you know. Get get six feet or more away from them. Wait until the line dies down before you go and check out. Okay? That's it. And And again, hey, you cuckoos out there, who um, who can't understand this or won't understand this? Um, you're the minority here that just kind of needs to cool it out, do some things, sacrifice a little comfort, and put a mask on. And hey, um, if you have anxiety because you can't wear a mask on your face. You know, maybe go talk to somebody. Maybe figure that out, but don't make this the hill you die on in this situation, okay? Maybe maybe work out your anxiety issues and stay home. Honestly, honestly. Now, now here's the facetiousness coming out in me. Here's the sarcasm. But I apologize. But also, come on. Come on. You know, we, we, we live in a service animal society where these kind of weaknesses or issues are looked at as bonus points. No, I can't say that. How could I say that? They're looked at as unique faults that society has to uh, work around to make sure that you're super comfortable. Does that do anybody any good? You're not overcoming your anxiety in the long run. Don't you think that conquering some of those anxiety issues is going to, in the long run, make you feel better and give you a little bit more resilience? Don't you think? Don't you think it's time to start addressing why you can't have a piece of cloth on your face? Okay. 
you know, maybe that's an issue for you to take up. Okay, so maybe it is, you know what I mean? Just just before you get mad and before, I'm going to say a couple things here where people are going to be saying at one point going, yeah, right, right, that's all I've been saying. And then I'm going to hit their problem and they're going to want to stand up and go, hey, no, that's not right. You can't, you can't say that. Oh, my name's lost love. Hey, you can't go after me about that. I have legitimate reasons. Hey, hey, I get it. You got your problems. They're valid. But again, let's just take in honest, just before you jump to anger, before you clench your fists in, in rebellion or before you react violently. Take a deep breath, think about what I'm saying, and just think of maybe an alternative action and perhaps maybe see if there is some truth in what I'm saying. And then maybe we can fix this, okay? Because again, like I'm saying, I don't mean to be facetious. I don't mean to sound sarcastic. Um, I, I, I'm doing my level best to be kind and and literally i really am trying to be patient with people and trying to you know I, I use my head logically don't get emotional about this stuff because it's not doing this country any good i don't know if you can tell so when it comes to the covid covid stay inside if you don't need to go out stay inside if you have family that can help you out give them a ring have them bring you groceries and things maybe leave them on the doorstep you know Get some bleach to clean things off. Um, and then if you have to go out, wear a mask. Wear a mask. At this point, N95s, you can even get N95s. And if you don't have any issues with claustrophobia when you're wearing a mask, put an N95 on and then put a cloth rag mask over it. That protects not only the society around you, but it also protects you with the N95. And now you're safe. You're golden. And you're not... For sure, going out and, um, you know, catching people's snot in your mouth. And you're not, um, you know, you're not, you're not wiping other people's noses. And, and if you're really scared about it, honestly, stay inside. Stay inside. Stay inside. Now, this little guy, he hears me. And he's not too, he's nonplussed about the whole thing. But he's doing his level best to be. To be square on it. See, now hang on. I gotta get the smoke out a little water. Cause he's been peeing on everything. Now where are you going, Leo? I'm just doing a nice little walk here. So, bear with me. I got the two boys with me. I got my little tribe out and we're doing some, some surveillance of the neighborhood. That's what we do. We go out and we cruise. We take our shirts off. And then we scout the perimeter. I do a run. The dog goes ahead of me, goes behind. He gets my he gets my twelve and my six, and then the boy gets shipped around like a little prince. And that's how the Allen boys take over the the world. Okay, one one jaunt, one walk, one jog at a time. So, COVID. What do you think? Like I said, um, so. Uh, Antibody test came back negative. I was told at that point, due to the fact that I had the past, 
That doesn't mean that I didn't have COVID. In fact, they think it's highly likely I had it. However, uh, for some reason, um, from what I was told, it doesn't necessarily, in some cases, or in all cases, that your body doesn't necessarily create antibodies to it, that in fact the T cells directly combat the virus and destroy it. And therefore, you may not have lasting antibodies. And when I think when my lung collapsed, when I had that, you know, uh, multi-bacterium pneumonia back in uh, uh, January, Probably fought it and got over it and don't have it now. But good. So what I do now, you know, going on calls. By the way, going plenty of calls at people that have it. Stay away from people. Tell them to go in the families there. Just you guys might standing 10 feet, 12 feet away from us. Okay. Just using our own heads. And then that way we have plenty of room to operate on the person that needs us. The person that's got COVID. The person that is calling because they're afraid from their life. They're having life-threatening signs and symptoms. So we get plenty of time to work on them. And we have the comfort and we have the uh, open space to do what we need to do. And the good news is, good news is, a lot of successful treatment of these people. A lot more people are being shown to have had it and not been serious. Okay. A lot more people have died, you know, okay, let's not even get statistics about that. But many, many, many more people have it than we at once suspected, and it's due to the fact that they didn't have any symptoms, no major life-threatening issues, and therefore, well, it's good. That means that we're developing a group or a herd immunity a lot faster than we had anticipated. It's like, well, it's going to take a long time for this disseminate to disseminate throughout the population. But now as they test people, they go, well, wait a minute. No, this is this is already a pretty good job at disseminating through. So we might be a lot further on with this than we had assumed. And you're always welcome to go back and listen to the previous episodes back in February and March when I was talking about these tests, even back then, and how... They were showing that it wasn't nearly as dangerous a mortality rate that um, even back then they, they knew it was a much lower than initially uh, anticipated or calculated. And again, people, hey, I'm sorry if your family got it bad, and I'm, and I'm truly sorry if somebody died in your family. That's and the, the, I, I can't change that personal story that you have, and, and that's your own Cross to bear. So, please, if, if you hear this, you know, you're more than welcome to contact me, email me at dromedypodcast.com and we'll talk about it there. We can always go on the air and, and, and you know, have a good debate about it because it's important for us to talk. It's important for communication to keep transpiring here and see if there's some things that maybe you know or you want to talk about that I've gotten um, not according to how you have been told it, or, you know, you you have some personal insights on how to further prepare yourself for getting it or not. I'd love to talk to you, because what's been happening now in this, in this country and a couple other places, well, it's like a giant, everyone's throwing up their arms. It's, is it a temper tantrum? No. Is it? It's not. Because when we see something like police violence and just 
cruelty and horrible care of the public. Well, I don't know a single person, I don't know a single person that I've spoken with about this. Any kind of reputable stand-up person on earth who looked at that and went, well, I mean, that's what he gets. Knife. Not a soul have I spoken to that thinks that that made any sense. In fact, every person I've spoken with goes, yeah, yeah, that was evil. Yeah, that was effed up. And that guy needs justice. We got to do better as a society teaching cops. Or this department's got to take care of this. This has got to end now. Again, silent majority all feels this way all with you we're all thinking that way there may be a few shit bums okay maybe a few just assholes and 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 they may something they may say or hold the other opinion because it's controversial because they're stubborn because they're also effed up because they are trying to instigate something they are assholes just like there are assholes doing policing, these people are assholes that do these things to cause man they're bitter. If it weren't this stance, they would hold another effed up, destructive stance on something else. You know them. You work with them. They're assholes. They suck. You just look at them once or twice a day and you're like, God, why are you such an asshole? You suck so bad. I'm not talking about them. And for so long, because the media is covering those people, they have a spotlight on the Internet. We all know that. That's what they've got to trolls. That's what they are. They have their moment in the sun on the Internet and now in the media. They're just pieces. They're just little turds on the back of the, the, the blue whale of societies. We glide ever onward. They're these little barnacles that just make us disgusted, uncomfortable, just, just little, and, and leech off of society. They're, they're little tiny, you can't even call them monsters because they're just little tiny irritants that are better off they just didn't exist. But we're covering so much of society through their eyes, with their stories. And I've had it. had it. So how do, we, how do we silence them? You don't. You let them talk. You, you, you let them continue to open their mouths. And they distinguish themselves as to who they are. And you go, see, that's why I'm not taking this serious. That's why I choose to not hang out with you. But when it comes down to, and that's what I mean, like when you have people like, well, I mean, maybe you got wizard, like, hey, asshole, we're done having a conversation with you. You're a moron. You're a, you're a, you're, you're, you're thinking is off in, in many ways. You're crazy. And there's no reason to have a conversation with you anymore. So I'm picking up and I'm taking my ball and going home. Okay. And that's where it's at. What you don't do is stoop to their level, get in a fist fight with them, cause public crime to occur, 
and then it ruins your day, and you potentially do some jail time. Or whatever happens is you've stooped to their level. And now you've just destroyed any ability to move up, to get above this person's mindset. Because you've been dragged down to it. And um, what we need right now is people elevating themselves to the situation, not being pulled down to cockfighting in, you know, in someone's garage of a, a chat room. So when you see things like this and you go, enough justice needs to be served. Yeah, cool. I got it. What are your ideas? Let's talk about ways for this to not happen again. So let's talk. Let's let's have debates. Let's have serious conversations with city council members, with law enforcement, especially, um, because that's an easy, direct way to start adjusting their policies and tactics is by going to the police chiefs and saying, all right, we can't have one more of these situations occur. What do you plan? And and I guarantee you right now, police that care, police that started in this profession because they want to do better for society, which is 95%, maybe more, probably more like 99% of the population of PD are those people because their family was in it, their heritage. They did criminal justice, which made them think, I'm going to get to the bottom of these social issues, and I want to do my part to help. That's, again, 99%, okay? But that means for every 100, you've got one of those asshole cops. You've got one of those asshole people that decided to be a cop. It's not because of police. It's because of that asshole popping up her head and going, oh, it's you, but now you're wearing a uniform. Aha! You can't fool me. I know what you're all about. You're just wearing different clothes this time. Don't, you know. So what do we do? Do we look at them as, well, this is a problem with all cops, which is what's happening right now. Do we look at those people, those assholes, and because they're wearing a badge, go, well, it's all the police's fault. Because that person could do that. It's a police issue. Or is it, it's an asshole issue. It's a piece of shit issue. It's a barnacle issue. What's wrong, buddy? And this barnacle has a badge and a gun and power right now. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're cops. It has to do with the fact that they're assholes that are pretending to be cops, that are pretending to be there for the betterment, when in fact... They're just those people you don't want around. It doesn't matter what job they have. They're that person. Because what we can't have happen, what we can't have happen, what we cannot afford in the society is abolishing police, is getting defunded on the police force is pulling police out of lower socioeconomic environments, thinking that somehow this is going to fix a problem 
with that one asshole cop. By getting rid of the whole force, that one person won't be able to come in here and inflict her will. You see how insane that is. Because now it's not going to get rid of police in upper income areas. There are going to be plenty of police and security policing there, making sure everyone's happy and healthy there. It's going to happen in the ghettos, in the barrios, in the Appalachian Hills, in the, in the backwaters. It's going to happen there. And crime that would regularly go on then is going to have free reign. People are going to start getting hurt. They're going to have theft transpire for them. They're going to get killed. They're going to get raped. They're going to get molested. They're going to be uh, involved in hit-and-run accidents where they didn't do anything wrong, but a drunk driver who doesn't care on the roads anymore uh, because there's no police is going to hit them, driving around like a jackass, knowing there's no cops in, within miles. That is going to destroy they're going to destroy these cities. It's going to destroy these areas of society. And then the message will be what? The message then will be, well, no one's taking care of these areas. Do you see how neglected these areas are? The government no, it never cared about these areas. We have to tear down this government and put something else in place. And again, this is not gigantic logical leaps, okay? Just follow it out in your head, which I'm sure you as the silent majority have been doing and keeping quiet and saying, this doesn't make any sense. This is not good. We can't defund the police with this kind of environment going on of all times. Why would we pull police out of ghettos now? Why would we pull them out of <clears throat> any of these areas you know, inner city spots where we know the, the, the biggest thing they need is a, is a bigger presence, is a more of a community outreach presence. The last thing we want to do is yank the cops. You guys seen RoboCop? Do you remember Ed, towards the end in Act 3 of RoboCop, the police just disappear off the streets? We're going to have RoboCop. And the worst part about it is we won't have Peter Weller, RoboCop in it. We're going to have the Ed 10 2000 or whatever that little road dude. We're going to have, we don't even get that little thing. And drop your weapon. We don't even get that thing. We're going to have, well, we're going to have what we had in Chop and Chaz. We're going to have, we're going to have vigilante rule. And that's going to get ugly. And in the very bottom of all of this, where we are deconstructing, we're tearing down, we're, we're burning and defacing history. Is there ever talk of building something back? Is there any alternative or is it just everyone wants to see this thing burnt? to the ground because they like flames and they've had enough, quote unquote, right? Anything's better than this. Well, 
like the majority at you at there, I think we all know that this could be fathoms worse. This could this could be exponentially worse and worsening every day. And I think all of us have been saying, like, if this is such a bad country, why does everybody keep wanting to come here? Why is everyone risking life and limb to get here? If this is such a bad place, why are we the leader in the economy, uh, in, in the R&D of devices, of in modern medicine? Of Why are we the spearhead? Why are we the one that even though we get you know, yelled at and, and, and talked down to and shouted down and, and ridiculed. Why does everybody watch our moves? Everyone in the world trying to see, well, what's America going to do next? How are they going to react now, according to that? Why do the world's eyes fall on us? And it's because of so many reasons, so many factors but really what it comes down to are these beliefs that we've always had that we have life liberty and the pursuit of happiness which used to be life liberty and property if you know is that Stuart Mill or is that John Locke but we put to this pursuit of happiness we're free to pursue what in life makes us satisfied what gives us happiness and along that way, we're entitled to life and liberty. Okay. That has been in, imperfect since the first time it was drafted. When Jefferson wrote it in initially saying that he wanted in the new America for it to be without slavery, the southern states and I think Franklin basically said, there's no way you can do this and, and think that you're going to get the southern states to unanimously vote to secede from England. And that's what we need right now. So from the moment it was first conceived, it was a hypocr it was hypocrisy. It didn't work. But the goal is this is a work in progress. And we are getting to a quote, more perfect union, unquote. As time goes on, we're perfecting things, we're fine-tuning, we're getting better and better, or adjusting. If you don't like the idea of better and better, we're adjusting to the times. As the times go through, our articulation of the machine gets a little bit more precise. We maybe file down a spot that was rough and uncared for in the past, and we address it and make it a little bit better. We have done that, and we continue to do that. Places that don't do that, places that decide on revolution, well, pretty much every time that's happened, except for twice in history, have had what you all... We have a situation where things get much, much worse. Martial law and a social genocide occurs. The only time it really hasn't happened is in the French Revolution and the American Revolution, and we almost collapsed as a nation. But we keep holding these ideas that if you think 
fairly. You treat this, you hold to beliefs and not color and not groups and nothing that is really nothing that has been given to you at face value. If you believe ideologically about something within a country, then it doesn't matter what anybody looks like. If you believe the same things, and if those things happen to be, well, to each his own. As long as you don't hurt me, you're allowed to pursue whatever you want in this life. And I have no control over what you do, and I don't want any power over it. And you're not getting any power over me. And hey, guess what? If that is how we go about our daily activities with one another, we get surprised because we see what their route to happiness is. We see what their what their goals and aspirations are. And you go, that's pretty good. I want to incorporate that into my pursuit of happiness. And we can't infringe upon somebody else's thing. We're starting to lose that ability. I, I, it, we're, we're now at the point where uh, you can't put a differing opinion on Facebook without causing chaos. It was the last time you went, that's a good idea. I never thought of that. It's not my opinion, but I respect that. And let's move on and get on with the conversation. Can we do that these days? All right. Can we say this? Police need to be changed. We need to address different tactics. We need to, how about this? We need to train them a little bit more in high-stress management. We need to train them on, what do we do with the people that we know are these assholes I keep talking about? Why do they keep getting their jobs back after complaint, complaint, after so many that you go, well, how do these still hold their job? Do we have to do something with the department? With the hiring and firing bureau of that department? The union of that department? What needs to change? Why are they guaranteed the job back unless you dot all your I's and cross your T's appropriately? And even then, there's some way that a lawyer can find to get them back on and have to and acquire punitive damages because they were wrongfully fired. What's going on there? And why do these people keep getting their jobs back with fringe benefits and continuing to be a potential threat to the society? Is it an issue with cops or is it an issue with those people, those assholes who are using their power to infringe upon someone else? To throw around their, what they consider maybe their pursuit of happiness is to what? Is to crush other people, to intimidate other people, right? Well, now you are, as an American, infringing upon my rights. And so we, we need to deal with them. That's the kind of people I'm talking about. And the good thing is, with them, I'm not saying they're not a certain culture. They're not a certain ethnic group. They're voluntarily the asshole. And that's what we need to get rid of, are the assholes in society. The ones that make it about them, the ones that take exception to everything, and the ones that, in their 
pursuit of everyday life end up hurting other people's pursuit, infringing upon their everyday lives. There's certain sacrifices that need to be made, which is like, you know, sometimes I got to pay the ticket if I were speeding. If I were doing the dumb thing and I got drunk in public, well, guess what? I got I to gotta go to jail and I got to pay the fine. But that's the sacrifice that I pay because I made that choice and got busted. I could have hurt somebody. I could have hurt myself. I did the dumb move and now I have to deal with it. So if you're the person who's getting pulled over doing, I might attain, I might attain, I might attain. Hey, dude. Hey, guess what? Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it in society. Give them the damn card. Take your ticket. Fight it in court. Move on. Find the hill you want to die on and deal with it much better than doing this in the streets. And I think, again, the silent majority knows that's the case. And a lot of these people that are going to be arrested and they do this thing and they try to resist arrest, you understand they're doing it because they have, like, outstanding warrants, right? I mean, they are looking at his life and death. If they get caught, life, death, or imprisonment. For those of us that aren't committing crimes and felonies on a regular basis... Just do what the people have established so that this machine keeps rolling forward, okay? If you don't like the way things are set up, legislate. Go start public outreach and start to come together with cops, with groups. Stop this fracturing, which is doing no one any good. We need to figure this out, but it doesn't get fixed by tearing apart. It doesn't get fixed if you break things. It doesn't get fixed if you burn things down. You're only impeding and slowing the process. If you really want to help, come with ideas, show up with solutions and speak loud and proud. I guarantee you we're listening. I guarantee you that silent majority was had it up to their noses with this shit and can't stand the smell of it anymore, are listening, and they're dying, in some cases, for a solution. Be that solution. Find that solution. Instead of having a temper tantrum, which is what I have been feeling. I'm not going to just single you out. I've been feeling the same way. Instead of being that, let's start talking about ways to fix rather than fixate on the problems. Okay? I think that's a good place to stop. Now, listen, all you out there, if you like what I'm saying here, let's get this out there. Let's pump this to the peeps. And let's say um, I want to help. I want to fix. I, I want to fix eight. I want to fix. Let's do the thing that we need to do to get through this and actually come out better than when we went in. All right. I love you. And I hope you're listening. And I hope you do what I ask. Because I'm going to be trying my hardest to do that, too. If you got it in you. 
You got that inkling. You got it. You can use it. Talk to you later.